We are back on The Huge Show, and each and every Tuesday, we bring in the coach, John Beeline. We talk hoops, life, and more. It's presented by Dorn Mayhew and the managing shareholder for the Grand Rapids office for Dorn Mayhew, Josh Garvey. Joins us each and every week. Josh, how you doing? I'm good. After last night, I'm real good. Man, Michigan's defense and offensive line, they were spectacular. John, did you watch the game with family, friends, some Michigan I, alumni down there I, I in Florida? It, uh, I, watched it, I watched it alone because I, I came home uh, from the Big Ten Network weekend and just Kathleen was up in Michigan, so I watched it by myself. It was wonderful. It was, again, just like uh, so many of their games this year, So such an efficient team that just they make it look easy. They make it look easy, and it isn't, but they do. They make it look that way. Yeah, their defense and offensive line were actually dominating. If you go back to the last two games, and Washington was one of the top offensive scoring teams in the country. Alabama's Alabama, and the Michigan defense, offensive line, J.J. made plays when he had to. He wasn't spectacular. And Donovan Edwards with the two long runs, he scored too early to get the MVP. Corum got most of the carries the rest of the way. And just a celebration, uh, the Michigan fan base, Alumni Association, all the photos from Houston, they had the Michigan takeover. You've been there. Uh, you've been down in Texas for a championship game in San Antonio. Yeah. The Michigan fan base is amazing, isn't it, John? I, you, you know what? When we, were, we came out of the hotel in, in San Antonio – and it was our first time, Ward Manuel being the AD, that we went to the championship and he was the AD. And we came out of the Marriott, and as far as you could see on each side, it was Michigan fans. And taking over San Antonio, as far as you could see, and I, I think even he then at this time, you know, looked and said, this thing is amazing, and really recognized how big basketball was to the university. So... Uh, yeah, it, it's it's something uh, you know. I traveled around, and we got California, New York City, wherever we went. The Michigan fan base is there, and they travel, yes, but really they're everywhere in the in the world, and uh, they'll show up. They'll show up for these games for sure. Yeah, it was an amazing scene uh, down in Houston uh, for that national championship game. And Josh, you've been to a lot of Michigan and Michigan State events. Uh, Both fan bases, I'll say this. Uh, You know, you watch the MSU fan base travel uh, out west for any bowl, any big Izzo tournament game, Maui, uh, the aircraft carrier game. We're blessed in this state to have two fan bases that will go anywhere to support their teams. We really do. Uh, I had my kids down at the Big Ten Championship, and what a, what I mean, we we own 75% of that fan base there, and it's, we do. We travel well. Our, our fans care um, about the teams, and it's it's really fun to see. Uh, John, you were at Michigan as the head basketball coach when Jim Harbaugh was hired. When, when was the first time you started to hear that Harbaugh was going to be the head football coach and maybe your first conversation with him or the impact Harbaugh had immediately up until what you watched sitting there last night seeing Michigan win the 2023 National Championship? Well, I, I think you know there was always there was always rumors of him coming in the time before that when they hired Brady Hoke, and then uh, but, but when he came in this time, you know I was involved a little bit in just going some things, but it was in the middle of our season, so it was like hey, uh, I, we we talked for a little bit, but he had so many things going on, and truthfully, so did I. So and then uh, we didn't travel as much together as I did maybe with Brady and Rich. In, in, in the past, but 
it you know he, he has worked so hard to get this program where it is right now, and this has not been easy. He got in there, and in, 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 in fairness to Brady Hoke, the team, he left them a pretty good team, got a great quarterback, and they excelled with that. But then he has sort of rebuilt it again in his own image. And I think that's really the, the strength of a coach who can go through a few rebuilds during a time being at a, at a particular school. And he's proven that. You know, now the, the number of years he's been there, He's, uh, he's gone through the thick and the thin right now, and he's on the top of the world. And I, I'm happy for him, his family, the staff's families. They, they go through a, a, long, a long season where those coaches are up at 5 in the morning and, and they're there seven days a week. And now they get a chance to get a little bit of a, a rest, even though I bet they'll all be recruiting almost right away and back on the road. John, you've been there where the team's struggling and uh, fans and media and maybe even people inside the University of Michigan doubt, hey, is he the guy? Harbaugh yeah. went through that multiple times. You've been through it. And yeah. when, when you do get over that hump and you make the comeback or achieve what people expected you and your teams and staff to achieve, it has to be so gratifying, especially for Harbaugh last night on that stage. You can see the melancholy look and feel to his voice. I sense Harbaugh is done with all the NFL jobs that are going to be open, and he'll leave on top and always be remembered for that. Uh, but the comeback of a team, a coaching staff, truly makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, he hasn't been afraid to embrace change either along his time. So, uh, you know, I wish I knew that feeling. This is the one, the one little bit of jealousy that I have that's been on that stage. Every time I see that American flag go out and take over the whole field, I think back of San Antonio, Atlanta, and just wish we'd been, uh, that I had been a little bit better as a coach to get us to the championship. But that feeling that he must have had that, that I, I missed out on, but uh, it's got to be one of great contentment. I always say, uh, the coffee's the at the big wings. The coffee's got to taste incredible the next morning, and uh, and maybe a glass of wine the night the after the game too. It's got to all taste great. Life is just good when you're in this position. Well, I guess if we want to break down Atlanta, uh, it was goaltending, and if we want to talk about San Antonio, you had guys just having their career night shooting the rock. I don't think it was on coaching at all. In either situation, John, I, I think Michigan fans and uh, Josh, you can attest to it. Uh, John Beeline uh, was and still is as good as it gets when it came to coaching basketball. Absolutely. Without question. Yeah, he's just he was the man. I mean, it was goaltending. And then the Vill- well, Villanova, who who hit like the one dude, he went to the NBA. I think he, he might still be with the Bucks. Who was the guy that hit like 11 threes? Uh, he, he, <laughs> he came off the bench and hit. Yeah. He's from Villanova. He's with the Knicks right now. Yeah. And, uh, who is that? Who's it, who is the name? Got it, Josh. I is always it? forget his name. So do too. I. It's like Italian. Like DiVincenzo. Yeah, DiVincenzo. Yeah, yeah, DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. Yeah. DiVincenzo. Yeah. I've been to DiVincenzo. It's right down in front of the God. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. came out. And Didn't just, he hit like 10 threes? He did. Uh, yeah, he, had, he had seven. We, we had the same thing, too. Felt like 12. <laughs> Remember when, when Luke Hancock did the same thing with Louisville, too, came out of nowhere and made five or six threes. But, of course, we had Spike do the same. Oh, yeah, but what what about the goaltending call, too? No goaltending call. The block. The, the block not or the, the block, yeah, the block, the, the goaltending, right. 
They called. Yeah, the, yeah, they, the, oh, they called the foul, and it was a big. It was uh, a big four point swing right there. Yeah, but you were yeah, close, man. man. Yeah. So at any at any rate, I, I'm not gonna. I I, miss, I I wish we could have got it. I, I'm not going to deny that. But at the same time, to get there and get there twice was very fulfilling. And look at the guys you cranked out, some of the best shooters the NBA still has. Man, I, I'm telling you, when you look at what John did and Duncan Robinson from like a D3 guy to $92 million deal, I'm well, probably wrong on that number. I've been wrong on four numbers in a row, Coach. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is yeah. – I, I know you want to cut down the nets, uh, the, the one, yeah. you know, the final moment there. I, I get that. But you, you did so many great things at uh, Michigan. And speaking of Michigan, before we're done, and Josh Garvey, who is managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew and their Grand Rapids office, joining Coach Beeline. We talk hoops each and every week on The Huge Show, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms, world headquarters in Troy, Michigan. And Josh, with his great team here at the Dorn Mayhew office in Grand Rapids in downtown GR. Uh, Michigan, uh, uh, he let Phil Martelli coach because Phil had the Philadelphia roots. That seems strange. Michigan, it can score. But it just seems at the end of games, the last five, six minutes, John, I don't know if guys are getting tight. Whatever is happening, that they're not a horrible team to watch. They're just not closing out games. Well, I, I think when do you close out games? Sometimes it might be those 10 turnovers they had in the first half. They just cannot turn the ball over the way that they do and win games. It's just that's the formula to beat yourself. Uh, Penn State had five turnovers, they had 19. So it's like you're playing a game with somebody and you say, okay, we're going to keep score, but you get the ball the first 15 times and then we'll play after that. Because that was the difference in the, in the turnovers. And it, it's just so hard. They're closer than people think. Michigan fans, don't give up. They're closer than they think uh, because they do have some talent, but Taking care of that rock, whether it's something they can take care of or they got to continue to practice in in uh, in their practices because they do have two or three days a week to practice. Actually, four days a week to practice. They can get better now if they work at it. But that would be my big thing: is take care of the rock, and then your defense will be helped by it because you you know you don't get those run out turnovers that are that they had the other night that are. They're going to score ninety nine percent on that on those type of plays, but I think they're close. I'm not. Down, I'm down on. I'm down on the fact that they're they're what one and three in the league, and the same thing goes to Michigan State. I'll take you right into that one too. You know, every there's a lot of hate may go on. They lost at Northwestern. Northwestern is good. They are really good, and nobody should overreact with Michigan State. You look at them. All their stats say. They should. They should. They will win. Michigan stats say they got to improve in some areas. And one thing about uh, Tom Izzo, Michigan State, and I agree. Northwestern, I think, what eleven and three now, uh, a really good basketball team. Izzo was just disappointed with defensive performance. And Josh, I know you saw Michigan State last week. Uh, they were on that roll, and the reason this turnaround began was with Baylor and the fact that they played defense, but they hardly played any defense in that loss to Northwestern. They really didn't, and I'll echo your comment. Northwestern's a very good basketball team. Um, Boo Booey is a what a talent. He j- 
just I really wish that was my name doing the huge show. We did that three with Boo Booey. That would fit in real well. <laughs> that would fit well. <laughs> but no, Michigan State just, I think Izzo was disappointed with the effort there. They got beat uh, by 14, but that is a good basketball team. And few nights prior to that, I was at the Penn State game with my three boys, and they played well from start to really finish. Really well. They played st- – But defense, from, from right, on both defense, ends? The defense created. Defense offense, right. They created, and they just – they the energy was there. The defense was there. They looked like a different team. They looked like an entirely different team. You know, John, the tough thing is I've had a lot of coaches tell me this, uh, especially at the college level. I think Dick Versace, when I was in Chicago, said, trying to keep everybody motivated uh, when you're at a holiday break – when it's the dog days of January, early February is really tough with college kids. Yeah, I would agree. They have way too much time on their hands. The only hard thing they have to do every day is go to practice. I mean, that's it. And so, but during the during the regular, you know, uh, school year, I got to get up. I got study hall. I got class. I got, uh, you know, a lot of other things that I have to do that day. I'm responsible and accountable for. Now I go to practice. It's a, it may be a little bit more of a release. And just sitting around all day and waiting for things to happen. Uh, teams can bond. They can get better during that time. But so this is a difficult period. But uh, they, 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 they got to fight through it because – it's uh, Michigan, Michigan State is better than the, in the game they played the other day, but it, it, that, that will come out. You're going to have games like that. They're going to have, I, you know, I thought that they play their hardest. I don't know. I'm not going to judge that. I'm going to judge uh, the fact that Northwestern was really good and had one of those games where you just take your hat off to them, move on to the next game, and said, and and say uh, Northwestern is good. I can't wait till they come to East Lansing, and that's that's the attitude I would have after that game. Uh, Coach Beeline, man, rare form. I think it's jumping in the Big Ten Network studio as an analyst. You see him weekends on the Big Ten Network. He won four Emmys in his first weekend. That's unbelievable. <laughs> he's, he, he's like the Tom Hanks or Denzel Washington of studio analysts. Coach, good stuff today as always. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, going to Michigan State basketball games, going to Michigan football games. He, he's like me when I was growing up. I was a Michigan football fan, but then I liked Magic and Kelser and uh, Michigan State basketball. If you don't go to either school, you can be a fan of both. You can. Amen. All right, good stuff, Josh, as always. You're growing into a top flight broadcaster. I know your kids are listening right now. Hey, Sparky. Hey, Joey. Good, yeah. to, good that you're listening. Yes, Thank you, they man. Are. All right. Thank you, too. Yeah, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew, their Grand Rapids office, world headquarters on the east side of the state in Troy. Coach Beeline, uh, enjoy the sunshine down in Florida. We'll see you on the Big Ten Network this weekend, and we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks. Look forward to it. See you, Josh. See you, Huge. All right, yeah, I say goodbye to Coach. See ya, Coach. All right, we got to get everyone to say goodbye. Everyone wants to be warm, fuzzy, feely. Okay, thank you, Coach. We got to go. All right, bye now. <laughs> My, like rushing them, Josh. I'm rushing you guys. We got to do this interview. Let's go, let's go, guys. And all of a sudden, Josh goes, okay, okay, we're ready. All right, big man, good work on air, okay? Hey, thanks. See you all right, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder of the Grand Rapids office for Dorn Mayhew joining us, talking hoops each and every week with John Beeline presented by Dorn Mayhew.